Bass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Oh, baby, you're a firework. Come on, let your colors burst. That's right. Right here, bringing it to you, baby. Fireworks. July 1 edition, Bass Edge Radio. Aaron. It doesn't get any more real than that right there, buddy. That's pretty real. I think you scalped my daughter Maya's playlist or something. Who's 15. <laughs> a little Katy Perry going out for you. But uh, yeah, please don't ever do that to me again. Um, <laughs> but appreciate the spirit in the 4th of July. Uh, yeah, yeah, just keep going. I'll tell you somebody else who has the spirit going on for Bass Edge community is Megaware Keelguard. And guess what? They are launching strictly for Bass Edge Nation a 15% discount by Dude, that's something to have a fair network about. 15%? Come on. All you got to do when you log on to keelguard.com, enter in the coupon code BASSEDGE, all caps, and that's going to instantly save you 15% on their total lineup of products because we all know MegaWare Keelguard, the one to ask for by name, and certainly a proud, proud partner of Bass Edge all the way since its inception. That's right. Pick the one the pros pick. MegaWare. Dude, they got lots of awesome products. Love them. With that being said, we've got a full show, Kurt. Let's head right into our next major segment. And I can tell you one thing. It's not going to involve me singing, but hopefully it doesn't involve you singing as we have our protecttheharvest.com tackle tip. I love that I've sent you into shock. <laughs> not very often I am speechless. All right, let's do it. We're moving on. Forget we just did that. It'll spoil your 4th of July. You This episode's ProtectTheHarvest.com Tackle Tip with David Williams. Hey, it's David Williams here. My tip for this week is organizing my nitro boat. I love the nitro boat. It has a huge wide deck on the front of it. You know, it allows me to organize my tackle, organize my rods, you know, to where I have an open deck. You don't have any confusion when you have a guy coming up to net the fish. He has plenty of room. And also, you have a huge amount of storage. I can put all my stuff away, keep all my stuff organized, and keep an open floor. And that will help you catch more fish. Thanks, David. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Livewell, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. 
Well, Kurt, we are coming right off the heels of the protecttheharvest.com tackle tip full of information, and we're going to go right into something that I've been looking forward to, and that's getting our friends back on the phone from Bass Zone and to hear about what they have going on, which I'm going to just kind of start shutting up now so that we can jump right into it. But the relationship goes way back between Mark Jeffries and Bass Zone. Well, let me tell all the audience first. We got Matt Pangrak from Bass Zone on the line. What's up, Matt? How are you? What's going on, Birdman? Aaron, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing Good. well. Uh, excited. Yeah, I know Matt knows this story, so I didn't want to bore him with it, Kurt. But anyway, I'll be short. Back in the day of Central Pro-Am, and we're talking 20 years ago probably, Mark and I joke about this all the time, but when he was fishing the pro side and I was on the co-angler side, he and I jumped in a boat together. That was the draw, and we were riding around out there in a bright uh, yellow and purple boat, and uh, he and I kind (laughs) of hit it off, and then Bass Edge came about, and the rest is history. But I have always been a great partner. You know, I think Bass Zone, we always try and bring creative ways to learn information, whether it's tips, tactics, techniques, but also just kind of the behind the scenes personalities on the water stuff that's going on and not everybody. All right, hang on, hang on. Who had the bright purple and yellow boat? Was it you or Mark? Because I got to call somebody out. Did you seriously just ask me that question? You actually thought I would have a purple <laughs> Oh, Jeffries. I, I called him LSU I... and uh, <laughs> that, that was the color of Bass Zone back then. Nice. Jeffries, next time I see you, I'm going to hit you up on your uh, yellow and purple. All right, so we thing. digressed and now we've cut into already. Uh, <laughs> enough about me and Jeffries. We can talk about that anytime. I'm anxious okay. to dive off into the cool stuff that's going on. Well, look, man, Matt and Mark have a lot of great stuff. I'm going to hit a couple highlights real quick, and I'm going to let Matt dive a little bit deeper into some of these things. But the first thing, we've talked about this several times on the show, and that's the segment that Bass Zone does that's called 20 Feet Deep. And we haven't yet brought to attention, I've watched it twice now because it's quite frankly riveting film. It's riveting 30-30 type Material. I think that's what 20 foot deep is like. It's kind of like that ESPN 3030 or E60. And in this latest episode, it came out about 40 days ago or so, but it has to do with rad lures. Rad lures came up with the chatterbait. Matt, what does rad stand for again? That would be uh, Ronald A. Davis, R.A.D. lures uh, out there in the Carolinas tinkering around for about 25 years and came up with the chatterbait and then ended up selling it to uh, Z-Man. Yeah, man. So Bassone goes out there and does this full documentary of, like Matt just talked about, 20 years in the making, this lure. He fiddled with it, got it going, and then the struggles of getting it to market, and then the struggles of mass producing it once thrift starts going crazy with it, and it becomes a huge bait there in the Carolinas and a huge bait in vegetation lakes, you know, like down in Florida where it really kicked off. But you got to check out these 20-foot deep segments. You got to go to Bassone.com. The 20-foot deeks, I mean, they've got one on Iconelli, they've got one on Steve Kennedy, they've got one on Gunnersville and all the Forcewood Cups and Bassmaster Classic champions that came and lived in that area for a long time there through a five- or eight-year period. Um, just a neat place as far as the uh, community of bass fishing and the history that's around that area. And then, of course, the most recent one with uh, the Chatterbait, Rad Lures deal. Matt, you guys do an awesome job with that. It's a lot of fun to watch. Thanks. It's fun putting it together. Uh, I, I didn't realize when you start doing the, the kind of documentary style, uh, you, know, you end up with a 30, 45 minute documentary. There's a lot of hours and a lot of shots that go into that, but uh, kind of cool to be able to tell those backstories that not many people know, but uh, 
that I think you kind of gain an understanding and appreciation for the industry, what it takes to be successful, how hard people work, some of the lucky bounces that they get, you know, where you just walk into the tackle store and tie the lure on and don't realize all the blood, sweat and tears that went into getting a product to that point. Yeah, especially an innovative product like that. I mean, obviously, it basically created an entire lure segment. You know, something else that Matt and Mark have going over at Bass Zone is this new one-on-one live. They kicked it off earlier this year, kind of did a deal with, um, I think it was Brad Hallman and Sean Goodwin. Isn't that right? The first one that ever That's came out? That's correct. On Lake yeah. Thunderbird, the first one, yeah. That was awesome. So they've been doing this one-on-one live. It's a three-hour tournament, kind of a catchway release format, and you just watch it right there on Bass Zone, and they have the archived events, so you can see how these national pros go at it against each other. They've got matchups like Creed McClellan, Watson and Sprague, and uh, they're doing more and more as things come out. So make sure you check out that one-on-one live. It's cool to watch how these guys attack it and react to one another based on, you know, how they're catching fish in such a short time frame. because quite frankly, that's where regional anglers are at. They don't have 8, 10, 12 hours to fish three, four, five days in a row. They get three or four hours on a Saturday afternoon and they need to go get their line stretched, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Jeffries has always been kind of a mad scientist and he came up with this one-on-one idea and uh, he's probably one of the most competitive people I know. So I think he did a lot for his enjoyment too. But man, they get two hour and a half long halves. There's a little halftime show in between. Every fish over a pound counts and you get to see everything evolve. And it's kind of cool. I work, serve as a cameraman uh, for all of these one-on-one lives. And with the three hour time length, everything live on BassZone.com, it evolves like a sporting event, like a like a game, uh, right. kind of like a basketball game. You kind of feel each other out in the, in the first quarter. You kind of get a vibe of how the game is going to go as it approaches halftime. Then you come out after halftime and you see the adjustments that you make in the third quarter. And then uh, you have the nail-biting time in the fourth quarter where you got either one team lobbing up threes or another team <laughs> trying to make a free throw to secure it. That's applicable to this one-on-one live because it is. It is three hours. It is high stakes. And if you get blown out, it's right there. The replay's there for everybody to see. If you make the last second shot, you're the hero and the replay's there. And it's right there for everybody to see. And that's really what I like about it. I like the time link. You know, you don't have to sit at your computer from 7 a.m. until 3 or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. It's a short, quick game type format. Very competitive. And um, I I love the length of it. So I think it's a great deal. Now, you know, that's kind of for now national tournament guys sponsored by th marine a lot of cool stuff going with the live but you have this other deal now that you're launching with a challenge explain this live challenge that can happen like basically i can call out aaron and say hey man i'm gonna challenge you on table rock you big stud and uh, you want to be careful now (laughs) how does this live challenge work and how can people get involved it's called bz one-on-one live challenge follows the same format Mark Jeffries uh, and myself, are, we're big poker players. Uh, and there's nothing like making that final table and going heads up, kind of matching wits against someone else. So now you can do that in the fishing world to where there's two options. Aaron, if you're good on table rock and there's nobody you can beat out there, you can throw an open challenge out there on bz1on1live.com for anywhere from 1000 to $5,000. And then basically you're setting the mousetrap. And when someone thinks they can take you on, they can accept the challenge and then the bz one on 
one-on-one live crew comes out. It's just like the regular one-on-one live production. You get it all on uh, Basson and the BZ one-on-one live website. But also, this is the cool part. You can call someone out. Birdman, you and Aaron want to go head-to-head, see who's got the best chops for $1,000. Uh, everybody watching, you can go ahead and fill out an application on that. Kurt, you can. You can say, I want to challenge Aaron Martin. I want to challenge him for uh, $1,000 or $2,000 on Table Rock Lake. Then we contact Aaron Martin and say, man, you've been called out by Kurt Dove. What do you think about that? Do you accept the challenge? And then uh, after you accept, we go through, set the parameters, the time and whatnot, and then schedule your one-on-one live challenge for everybody to watch. Well, Matt, um, one thing I will say about Kurt, I can't say so much about the high stakes on the poker side, but he does play a lot of high stakes bingo on generally on Friday nights. (laughs) The numbers are coming. That's all I got to say. They're coming up. I'm going to be putting my little dauber right in that daggum. (laughs) The Del Rio bingo bingo legend. That's right. Heck yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. So essentially, any angler can get out there, be on this live, and essentially have this uh, production happen for them. And it play out in front of all their friends, all their buddies. If they've got some sponsors or something that they're trying to promote or get some additional exposure for, this is a great way to have lots of eyeballs on any angler out there in the country. Man, woman, child child, high school kids. It doesn't matter who it is. All they got to do is call somebody out, get a challenge going. Again, tell me the website where you can find all the information to uh, work through all this stuff. There's a link on basszone.com, but the main website is bz one on one the number one on one live.com awesome man well always bass zone is punching the ticket moving the needle opening the envelope to new and innovative ideas in the fishing community um i, I remember a deal that mark came up with the golden ticket you know a couple years back and always thinking outside the box a lot of fun working with you guys aaron are you ready are you ready for the challenge or heck matt i'm gonna i'm gonna take you on too i'm going twice i, I, I think i think <laughs> Go to bz101live.com. Call me out. We'll see. I think there could be a challenge here coming up, Matt. So is it kind of like poker where you can make the bet so high that you just force somebody to where they they can't stay in the game and so you kind of technically win anyway or how, how does that yeah work? i mean there's a back and forth obviously uh you have to sign the waiver they just you know you decide on the date and get it but you know the goal here is for everybody to be highlighted to have some fun to have the challenge and to really kind of highlight all the different kind of emotions and things that you go through in a two or three hour period and turn it into more of like a real sporting event that everybody can watch then that's awesome i think there might be one in Kurt and I's future but the only thing is it's not only going to be cash but then he's going to have to come up and like do the dishes or wash my truck you know for a month or something like that so put it on bass edge facebook live aaron's going to be washing my truck in his own driveway i like it oh yeah (laughs) hey matt like kurt said i could talk to you for a long time about all of this stuff and and truly appreciate you and mark and everything you guys continue to do over there and, and appreciate you guys hanging out with us today for sure thanks for having me on and always a lot of miles on the road covering the uh, elite series and flw tour with bass zone but uh bass edge radio is always there to get me through the drive awesome dude awesome well hey we're going to continue to get some folks through their drive because we got our featured angler coming up we're going to be chatting with an flw tour pro on the cusp of making his first national championship event we'll be right back after these messages this is flw tour pro chris johnson i'm bass elite series pro matt heron this is lucas oil pro bill mcdonald 
Wild. This is Texas Roadhouse Pro, John Hunter. This is FLW Tour Pro, Todd Hollowell. Hang in there. More Bass Edge Radio is coming right up. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. This episode's featured angler is working hard to make his first postseason national championship. This is a big week coming up for this FLW Pro. He's no stranger to being at the top of the pack in tournaments, either on the Bass Elite Series or the FLW Tour. A returning guest today, we've got professional angler Britt Myers. Great to have you on the show again, Britt. I enjoy being here. Thanks for having me again. Well, Britt, it's been a good four years since we last had you on the show here on Bass Edge, but uh, certainly, like Kurt said, great for you to be back and before we dive into the fishing what's the latest and kind of greatest in the custom car truck world always interesting to hear what's going on at cs motorsports especially since you know i made one of those midlife crisis purchases as diana likes to say and bought me a jacked up four-wheel drive truck that has a lot of your stuff on it man you just said it i mean the car and truck world it's 98 percent truck truck trucks i mean you know we do both we handle a lot of customizations of cars and trucks but it's trucks you know i've been in this business for a long time and years ago you know attorneys drove porsches everybody is driving trucks it doesn't matter if you're a a pro athlete if you're a doctor if you're a brain surgeon it's trucks and people are lifting them so you know it's a big deal right now so i got a question you know i drive one of those tundras like many of us do out there for the uh, benefits of uh, bonus bucks and, and those types of things but what's the cost general cost to get a little lift with some nice aftermarket wheels and tires. Britt, before you answer that, give the low ball, because my wife sometimes <laughs> listens to this, and I don't really want her to know what I spent on a lift and tires and wheels and everything else. We probably do two or three of these a day, where it's a set of 20-inch wheels, a set of general all-terrain or mud tires. That's approximately a $3,000 ticket for a small lift, wheels, and tires. You know, and you guys do your your six-inch lift kit, wheels, and tires. That's about a five to six thousand dollar ticket without any major accessories. It kind of goes up from there. That's feasible. I mean, you got a lot going on once you get the lift and the tires. And honestly, in the fishing world, I think a lot of guys are doing it because it brings more attention to their wraps their sponsors and those types of things so it's a nice thing to have out there when you can show a sponsorship that they're going to be more recognized because of some of these things that you do there at your shop it's crazy i mean bass fishing has been so good to our store i'll give you an example just last week i was talking to an angler who is an angler you would not think at all would drive a jacked up lifted truck okay right but his sponsor wants him to and they're willing to pay the ticket because they want his truck to stand out when it's at a boat ramp not to be the average truck and to help promote their brand so he's calling me he doesn't know anything about lifted trucks <laughs> right, right. so he's getting ready to get a truck with a six inch lift it's a tundra it's going to be wrapped lifted it's going to have an are truck top on it it's going to be this big rolling billboard and this guy's a guy that you're going to be like 
wow. You'll know who he is when he comes out there. I'm not going to release it yet. But sure, it's pretty sure. Cool. You know, we, we have been so fortunate for people who's listened to this interview, you know, and you're thinking about getting involved in bass fishing. It's a small world, and everybody knows everybody. People are real, really loyal. I mean, we're 15 minutes south of Charlotte, North Carolina, and we have trucks coming in from all over the country every week from bills for companies, bass fishing companies, or just individuals. I had a female angler from California that I did a really radical build for one time. So it's just been really good for us. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head for me because, you know, my sponsors want me to do that because I never get onto the weigh-in stage and, and kind of in the check line. So I've got to do something to earn my keep. So they figured <laughs> they're, they're going to throw a six inch with uh, 20, 12, 35s under me and uh, I'll stand out somehow. So <laughs> Just so everybody knows, Aaron hits the check line. He's just being facetious there. Uh, Humble guy he is. <laughs> but fish is all about confidence, you know, and you pull up, you're looking good, you, you're feeling good. It helps you catch more fish. I promise you. you That's right. right. Hey, dude, talking about confidence, I saw some cool stuff on your Facebook page. You went down to Falcon, fished with another FLW tour angler, Matt Reed, and looked like, man, you guys, you and your son had an awesome trip. Talk about building confidence. You start jacking some pigs like that. That's got to be a lot of fun, dude. Man, it was really awesome. So my son graduated high school this year. To be honest, he loves bass fishing. And, and, and for me, I wasn't trying to plan a fishing trip. And I asked him, I said, well, what do you want to do? You just graduated. What's something fun you'd like to do? Right. He's like, Dad, if I could, I'd love to go to like Texas or somewhere, Florida, to have a chance of catching some big bass. Here at Lake Wiley, where we live at in South Carolina, you just don't have an opportunity. So right. I immediately thought of Matt Reed. I talked to him at one of the FLW events, and I, we were sitting at a meeting, and uh, this is months ago. I said a picture of me talking to Matt about going, and uh, my son was super excited. But we got down there, and on the way down there, I was talking. I mean, you know Matt very well, and, sure. and I do. Matt is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's one of the guys that if I'm fishing an area in a tournament, if you're ever going to fish near an angler, that's who you want to fish next to. You can work together. You can catch more fish when you fish beside each other. That's just the kind of person Matt is. And I was explaining all that to my son. And, you know, Matt guides on Falcon. But the trip we went out was really just three buddies having a good time. Matt fished as hard as we did. We all caught plenty of fish. At the end of the day, we found an area that we caught two giants on the day before. So the second day we went there last. And my son threw a big deep crankbait out there and hooked one that was, we never saw it, but it was a beast. Honestly, it was almost good that we didn't catch because it's one he's going to remember for the rest of his life. He's got it on GoPro, but we had a fantastic time, caught tons of fish. Man, it just stinks that we live so far away from that place because it is yeah, great. Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned that. You know, who who says, well, it's almost okay that maybe it was better off we didn't catch that big fish or your son didn't catch it? Because really a, an angler at that age, they hook into something like that just burns that fire even brighter, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I, you know, it's like he's got that passion, you know, and he's going to have it regardless of the call that fish or not but yeah it right. does it you know catching a an 11 12 pound bass at, at a young age you don't realize what you've done so i didn't catch one till i was probably you guys live down there so you got all those big fish stories but uh, i didn't catch 10 pounder till i was late 20s sure that's awesome man well i saw you put that trip together and your son down there and y'all giggling and laughing like a bunch of little girls and i thought it was the coolest thing ever <laughs> No, nothing beats that, that's for sure, Britt. But, you know, another big part of your life is the competitive side of the fishing. And, you know, kind of looking at the last several months here just on the tour, it's been a solid year for you. Six events down, one to go. You're kind of sitting right there in the mix to qualify for the Forestwood Cup Championship.
championship, about 40 points, you know, to make up on St. Clair. How do you approach the event mentally and, and then turn that into an on-the-water strategy that's going to hopefully produce the results that you want and need? You know, this year, it has been a good solid year. When the schedule was released, all I could think about was Kentucky Lake, Kentucky Lake, Kentucky Lake. I've never had a bad event there. And this year was solid. And I had the worst event probably in my career at Kentucky Lake this year. That's crazy. So it is crazy. But going back to how I'm going to approach St. Clair is I've been fortunate to have been there multiple times. But I'm not using that as, hey, I need to fish this area, this area, this area. It's more or less how am I going to fish it? Am I going to run and gun? Am I going to kind of find an area and stay there and catch what I can catch? You know, that's the kind of things I'm taking with me when I go to St. Clair. I had a shot to win a tournament there one time fishing Erie when we went out of St. Clair. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, a lot going on here. So I truly believe that the bigger fish live in Erie and here on, but I don't need a win. I need a top 40 finish. So you know, do you roll the dice or, you know, I'll practice a couple different days and as everything develops, I'll kind of see how that plays out. Yeah. Well, you know, and we're doing this interview just before this event kicks off. By the time this interview goes live, people are going to be looking at where you're at in the points. This interview is going to go live on July 1. So we're just a few days before that. And man, I, I got to say the nerves at Kentucky Lake, I was in contention to stay in cup qualification territory. And and the first day, I had a great day. I was in the top 25. I was doing great. My points had jumped way up there. I was probably right around 40th in the cup qualification stands. And the second day, I sucked it up. I mean, it was freaking terrible. And it really just, you know, you know the deal, Britt. I mean, you've had a lot of great finishes, second places, top tens, and you won an elite series event over there in South Carolina a few years ago. I mean, you've seen the whole deal from top to bottom. And it's a small window of opportunity when you have these kind of opportunities to make it work, you know? So how does the emotional part come into this? Do you feel that? Are you kind of getting are you jittery or how are you handling that he didn't feel any of it until you had to bring it up kurt well hey man (laughs) i know it's there look it's better to talk about it than not talk about i think and and brick can say hey i don't want to talk about this but you know i'm interested to understand you know for me it's something that can be difficult to deal with but i feel like if i talk about it a little bit more you know it gives me personally a better understanding of how I'm dealing with my emotions. So I'm interested to hear what Britt's got to say. Well, to be 100% honest with you, I had no jittery feelings till you actually mentioned it. That is so strange. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I've said, as you're, as you're asking me this question, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I really haven't. Maybe I have now. I've been going through, you know, just getting all my equipment ready. You know, we're getting near the end of the year. And, you know, um, right. like a battery charger was loose yesterday. I'm just going through everything because where we're going is very rough. Yeah. Um, and I have been on the verge of making classics. I've made the dumbest mistakes in the world and not made some of these postseason championships before. So I'm just fishing when I can. And, you know, going through all my tackle, make sure I have everything I need, making sure the boat's in good shape, all your batteries are tight, your trolling motor's tight. You don't want to get out there and, and something break and lose the opportunity to do to something you could have controlled. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I just now got the butterflies thinking about it. All right, well, we're going to drop it. We're going to drop it. 
Bob, let's go into some summer fishing. Let's talk about okay. how you're going to go fishing when you get back home, you're cup qualified, and you're just going to enjoy yourself out on Lake Wiley or Norman or, or some of those other great lakes you guys got there on that South Carolina, North Carolina border. Post-spawn patterns up north, you know, this first half of July, and then you've got, uh, you really, summer's in full effect down there where you're at. I mean, probably water temperatures in the mid to high 80s. How are you going to go out there and attack that recreational fishing? Honestly, as far as offshore lakes, Lake Wiley is a pretty good offshore lake. Lake Norman has a little bit of offshore activity. A lot of fish, but they're really small. In the Carolinas, you either fish really deep or you fish extremely shallow. Okay. I love to fish offshore. It's in my blood. I will spend a ton of time offshore. But, you know, my son is actually going to college next year, and he's going to be fishing on a, on a fishing team. So I get to spend a ton of time with him this year. I'm trying to just go through the rhythm of how these Carolina lakes set out, spend some time with him doing that. But what's really cool with fishing with him is the things over the last couple of years I've been trying to help teach him. Sure. I start realizing the things that I'm doing wrong and what can I be better at. So I'll be spending a ton of time fishing offshore, definitely fishing shallow. In the Carolinas, you fish a lot of docks, a lot right. of brim beds, that kind of stuff. That's an interesting thing you say there. You know, oftentimes I've talked about this before on the show, but you bring it up again, and I'm just going to bring it, you know, into the spotlight right here real quick. And that's fundamentals of the game. You know, you're talking with your son, teaching your son, looking at those fundamentals that's going to make him a better angler, make him able to uh, make good decisions while he's on the water out there in college events and stuff like that. And I think sometimes we get away from the basics, the fundamentals of the game. And when you regain the aspects of those fundamentals, they really set you in a position to be more successful because that's the root of the whole process of finding fish, catching fish is keeping those fundamentals in perspective. So I just wanted to bring a spotlight to that. I think it's a real important thing that we all got to remember. But gentlemen, I'm going to have to take a quick pause in the conversation. We're going to take a short breather. FLW Tour Pro Britt Myers is going to return here in a moment after these important messages. We'll be right back. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. All right, Bass Edge Nation, Kurt is back from the bathroom, and we are ready to go as this <laughs> segment is brought to you in part by Mercury Marine, and we are returning with FLW Tour Pro Angler, Britt Myers in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil high-performance marine products from real oils to two-cycle outboard oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Visit the BassEdge.com store. It works. Well, Britt, before the break, we started getting into some summer tactics, and I'm a fishing junkie, and you talked about some deep structure stuff you were in the forefront of bringing the technique of long lining to the bass fishing world in a big way you know not that it wasn't there before then but look when you're on tv and you're doing all these cool things and people haven't seen it that's bringing it to the forefront these deeper diving crankbaits that are out there on the market now 
have they effectively reduced the need for long lining? And by the way, now, because of your success in long lining and Jeremy Starks and some other guys back in that era, it's kind of been deemed against the rules in a lot of national events. But what do you think about these new deep diving crankbaits that are getting down there so deep? Are they able to do what you were doing there, you know, five, six years ago by long lining? Well, they have definitely helped out. Before, a lot of the deep crankbaits we had really ran 15, 16 feet deep. You know, in Wiley, the lake I grew up on, most of the fish, they get out there in that 22 to 28 feet deep ever since I was a kid. So that's how I figured out the long line of technique is to put a bait that fish haven't seen already, you know, Carolina rigs, jigs, and all that stuff, to be good at tournaments around here and to do well in tournaments, I should say. You know, we had to figure out a way to get a crankbait or something down there to trigger those bigger fish. And going back to that Lake Douglas event, I still have nightmares about that event. You know, <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, probably after the first day of the tournament, I really thought I was going to win the tournament hands down because I was bringing that technique to a lake that I didn't think anybody knew about. Right. But the deeper running baits definitely minimize it but it's a lake specific deal i mean you can't just go anywhere and throw a crankbait out 50 yards i mean think of how many brush piles all the stuff you get hung on douglas just set up perfect for it there's just so many variables and also one of the problems you have is you move schools of fish and you know that you fish offshore a lot if you hook into a fish and you long line you can actually bring the whole school and you bust up the school the very first cast so right. these deeper crankbaits even like a Rapala DT20 is one of my favorites. It runs 20 feet deep, but you can stand up in a school that's in 20 feet of water, and you can continuously catch them without moving the entire school off of a point. But now with some of these really deep ones that run, you know, 25 feet. Sure. As we all know, it's one of the weirdest things with bass fishing. The lakes you go to, every lake is different as far as the type of crankbaits the fish like. There's so many variables in it, but yes, indeed, the deeper crankbaits have really helped out a lot. It's helped for me, but there's always a time where that long line still will work. And like you said, it has been outlawed, per se, in a lot of tournaments. And right. some tournament trails, they still allow it, but yeah. it's not that easy. It's like anybody can just go catch fish. you got to figure out the crankbaits. you got to figure out the structure that's on the bottom. I still wish I'd have won a tournament. I can't quit thinking about that one. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well, kind of along those same lines, Britt, I think many fish that are still relating to deep structure in the early part of July, what environment are you looking for that seems to produce the best results? Kind of noting that you're fishing lakes with virtually little to no vegetation. Mostly rock, uh, hard bottom, channel bends, channel swings, things like that, points that stick out. It's pretty simple. If you look on a map or your navionics and you see where the main current line is coming down, anything that sticks out there for fish to get on is what I kind of target. I love structure scan, side scan, and all that good stuff. But when I'm out there idling around, I look for fish, pretty much plain and simple. I don't look for sunken boats. I don't look for any of that stuff. I look for fish, and I just target those specific fish. That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say, look, structure's important, but the most important thing is the bass. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty simple and fundamental but everybody always talks about finding the brush or finding the creek channel bend or finding the hard rock pile but as you say a a lake like douglas doesn't have a whole lot of structure and contour like that where it's a lot more flat and that's why that long lining deal does so well though but even in your home lakes it's just finding the bass on the screen 
do you ever feel like the temps get so high that the fish start to move off the bottom and suspend in the water column yet during this time of year? And if so, do you still target these bass or do you move shallow? Or what are you doing when you start seeing, you know, some of that environment change when it really starts getting hot and the thermocline starts getting more shallow and oxygen starts to deplete just because, you know, it's getting daggum hot out there, you know? I love to fish offshore. So initially I'll go offshore when the fish really start to suspend and it gets tough generally i'll go back to the bank the only time i really go back offshore is if i'm fishing tournaments and i feel like the better fish are out there and then i'll fish for those suspended fish but when they suspend i'll normally go shallow and then i'll go back out there after those suspended fish if the shallow fish are just very tough and hard to catch or you know if that's the way you feel like you can win a tournament that way. You know, in the Carolinas, you know, Wiley, Norman, and all that good stuff, you deal with that. But you go to Lake Murray and Lake Hartwell, you kind of want them to suspend. You can catch them like that over top of those clear water, throwing big topwaters and stuff. So it's really unique in this area. we got so many different types of lakes to fish, and you approach them different ways. Britt, I want to sneak this question in there before Kurt takes us to the listener question segment. How do you see the finesse tactics playing in on the southern impoundments in the summer? Like, you know, let's say the Nico rig, drop shot, split shot etc with the modern electronics we have nowadays and fishing is such a huge sport and there's so many people fishing and the anglers are really getting good from all ages i mean high school fishing is huge everybody's catching fish so what happens at that point these fish start getting more and more pressured and you pretty much need or have to resort to the finesse type tactics because the fish are still there. They just need a smaller profile bait or you got to finesse them in a biting. So I think it's huge. I think it's really huge. And what I've noticed on my home lake is, you know, you can fish summertime tournaments early in the year. You can catch them all deep cranking and just have a ball. But later in the year, the weights go down. And to win them, you have to use your drop shots, your Carolina rigs with small weights, and just finesse tactics in general. That's a great tip. You hear that a lot, like on a TVA lake. You know, it's easy to catch them when they first get out there on the ledges. And, you know, they just get out there and they're feeding up. And as the summer continues and things heat up, and I think you hit the nail on the head, more pressure really makes you downsize go to those finesse tactics just to put fish in the boat at this point you know july and august that's a tough time of year to fish sometimes boat traffic a lot of boat wakes pressure's been killing it the anglers have been after these fish since you know late february early march just pounding them as hard as they absolutely can so uh that's really good stuff and we're going to move into our traditional episode listener question here Britt. today is brought to us by Power pole, shallow water anchor, swift, silent, secure. Got this question in from Luke out of Bristol, Tennessee. Luke asks, I'm a weekend warrior with a wife and three kids. I usually get a couple hours on the water a few times a week, mostly in the evenings. How can I maximize the time I spend on the water to catch more and better quality fish? Well, I can relate with Luke, even though I am a pro angler and I get to fish a lot more than the average person, but I do have a business. So I spend a lot of time in my business and working. So when I go out fishing, I want to catch fish. I think you got to keep it simple. I mean, you got to approach it very simplistic. You may have read all these articles about Kurt Dove catching them on the weird, wacky rig, all this crazy stuff, and he's really good at it. But stick to your Ned rigs, your shaky heads, your little poppers, things like that. Around this area, South Carolina, North Carolina, fish around like wherever bluegill is at. Fish around boat docks, if you know where bluegill is swimming, because that's a main forage for a bass in this whole region, and there's always bass around them. Bluegill primarily live really shallow, so the bass are going to be really shallow. But just 
it really just keep it simple. Don't try to overthink it, especially if you're going out with your family. Don't try crazy techniques that you heard that Kevin Van Dam's called them on. You know, just like I said, just keep it really simple. I think you'll catch a lot more fish. Well, Britt, thanks for answering that question, and it was a great answer at that. And Luke, hey, we need one more thing from you, and that is for you to contact us through our Facebook or social media, or simply send us an email, support at BassEdge.com, or log on to the website BassEdge.com and click that Claim Your Prize segment and let us know that you heard your question answered here on the show by Britt and we will get out that Bass Edge gift. As always, a reminder to the Bass Edge listeners, send in those questions to the show via the website BassEdge.com or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us support at BassEdge.com. So we're looking forward to seeing all those questions. Keep them coming in. We'll choose a couple each month to be featured on the show. Well, Britt, I hope you absolutely crush it at St. Clair. And again, thanks for just being open and honest. You know, I know some of the stuff that we mentioned and of course, uh, with the emotional aspect heading into that, I I really do appreciate your transparency and so does uh, Bass Edge Nation. And we hope to see you fishing the Forest Wood Cup in August. But before we go, any closing or final comments for our Bass Edge listeners? Man, I just really appreciate you guys allowing me to come on here and share the time with you guys. Kurt's a good friend of mine. I don't get to spend much time talking to him. We're always so busy worried about catching fish. So Thanks a lot for having me on here. You bet, Brett. It's great to have you on here. We're going to send you off with our final segment, which is four last questions for you. So what's the current song you've got on heavy rotation in the tow vehicle? Gosh, that's a tough one. The year before last, when I won the Winnie Bay tournament, the Flow uh-huh. Rider song, Our House, you know, it was my home lake. <laughs> right. The last day pulling into that tournament, that song came on the radio as I was pulling in the parking lot, and I got the biggest goosebumps ever. So every time that song comes on, it reminds you of that tournament. So that's got to be it right now. That's awesome. Okay. What's your favorite Carolina lake? I absolutely love Lake Wiley because it's taught me everything I know about bass fishing for the most part. But if I had to, you know, if I could choose anywhere to go fish in the Carolinas would be Lake Hartwell. I just absolutely love that lake. That's cool. That's a great lake. I like that one too. This is kind of an odd question. I've never asked this one before. Who's your favorite pro angler? I don't even know how to answer that. Plus we're all buddies. (laughs) So I might make someone mad. Um, And if I had to say, hey, I like to see this guy succeed. And just because I like Greg Hackney, I don't know when he does well. He's just a pure fisherman. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you can probably relate to what I'm saying, uh, Kurt, but... I do. Um, and I got so many buddies. And I'm, I'm not talking about as a friend, you know. I'm talking about as a favorite angler. Um, he's a grinder. He, I, I feel like he's a person who doesn't get a ton of information. He just goes out there and he makes it happen. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a great answer. And uh, finally, the big question. You going to make the Forest Wood Cup? I think I will. I'm getting older as an angler. I feel like I'm as good of an angler right now as I've ever been, and I completely understand that I could finish 190th at this next tournament as quick as anybody could, but I think my experience is going to just uh, keep me calm and hopefully make things happen just move me right in there. Ain't no question about it, man. This is your time. Thanks, Britt, man. I appreciate you being on the show. I'll see you out there on the lake. Always wishing you the best. Bass Edge Radio will return after this message. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. Keel Guard Keel Protectors. 
patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment. The PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Kurt, countdown is on. Britt is on his way. I know you are as well trying to get things ready for practice. A lot going through you guys' head as Britt was very kind to share with the Bass Edge Nation. Yeah, I felt like I kind of put him on the spot right there. Do you think I troubled him? I don't think you iced him as much as what you were hoping to, but uh, well, it was I a did. good attempt. Dude, I, hey, 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 now, I <laughs> did not, dude, I certainly hope that Britt closes this deal out, man. He, he, he works hard on the water, off the water. He's had a lot of success. I know this is something that he wants. I want it for him. So I Absolutely. hope he, I hope he uh, clamps down on this deal and, and makes it happen this week because, uh, you know, it's just going to be good to see. Britt's a great guy. But I got to say this, Aaron, I'm having flashbacks, dude, to the opening. I think oh, no. maybe there's a chance that I could hit Bass Blaster with that opening. Maybe Jay will throw us a little uh, bone with some audio that goes with our little teaser that talks about Britt being on the show, and uh, he can throw in my Katie, my Katie karaoke. Jay's always really good about giving credits, you know, for photographs and for articles and stuff like that. Jay, if you're listening to this, do not give Bass Edge any credit for Kurt singing. You can just put it up there. It says professional FLW angler, you know, uh, how However you want to describe that, that keeps it PG-13. But uh, hey, anyway, no, great stuff. And yes, I'm sure we will be able to see not only on Bass Bluster, but Bass Gold, all of the results <laughs> and the pattern breakdowns from you guys' uh, last tournament there on Lake St. Clair. going to be fun anyway, regardless. So yeah. wish you the best of luck. Hey, I know you're dying to get back on the water. Been fun hanging with you. Appreciate the serenation. I want to encourage all Bass Edge Nation. The website, kind of brand new. We've got those specials that's up in the corner. You can buy Lucas Oil gallon jugs of synthetic marine land and sea oil. Cheaper than anywhere on the planet because it's a rollout special that we're introducing for Bass Edge Nation only. So keep that in mind. Follow us on all of our social media. And in the meantime, have a wonderful two weeks. We will see you July 15th. So long, everybody. The Edge is presented by MegaWare Keelguard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lawrence Electronics, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com. 